Hi, and welcome to Any Days, JP Morgan Global Research Podcast, where we take a look at some of the drivers behind the biggest trends and themes across fixed income, currencies, and commodity markets. I'm Matteo Manprim, strategist within the European Rates Derivative Strategy Team at JP Morgan, and today I'm joined by my colleague Kagendra Gupta, a senior member of the team, to discuss recent dynamics driving the Swedish and Norwegian rates market. We are recording this podcast on Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023, and our comments today are based on our recently released publication discussing the recent trends in the Scandinavian interest rate market, which is available to institutional clients of JP Morgan and on our JP Morgan market website. So, Kagendra, in your opinion, what will be the main factor driving monetary policy decisions of the RICS Bank and not just Bank? For example, how much impact do you think a cheaper currency will have on their reaction functions? And while on this topic, what are your views on the risk bank and the Norges Bank for the next meeting, as well over the next few months? Thanks, Matteo. Both Risk Bank and the Norges Bank have raised policy rates around 4% each cumulative over this hiking cycle. Although the Riks Bank started around seven months after Norges Bank's first hike in September 2021, and therefore, of course, had to deliver a much more aggressive hiking cycle. But for both of them, you know, it has been the typical story of high inflation, which is coming down only at a very slow pace uh, for both these economies over the last few months. Now, looking ahead, I think the evolution of the economy, stubbornness of inflation, and of course, what other DM central banks are doing will drive their reaction functions. Both these countries have high leverage, especially Sweden, and thus sensitivity to higher interest rates is larger and the pass through is that much quicker. Therefore, the housing sector, which has of course deteriorated sharply over the last few months, remains a source of concern for these central banks. If I look at the active, if I look at macro data, you know, PMIs have dropped well below 50 for Sweden, which is already in a recession over the last couple of quarters as per GDP data. And also, and the PMIs are approaching closer to the 50 level for Norway, uh, if we ignore or look through the summer volatility. Now, against this backdrop, um, inflation has come down, but still remains, as I mentioned, stubbornly high for both these countries. And the historically cheap levels of the currency is also um, aiding further the problem via imported inflation. So in my view, it will be a cocktail of these factors that will guide the central bank's reaction function. Currency, if we look at it, is, you know, is not an explicit target for the central banks, but will of course feature heavily in their monetary policy decisions now at this phase of the cycle, given the impact it's having on inflation indirectly to the import channels. We have seen in the past how Riks Bank had become a de facto currency targeting central bank a few years ago when any unwarranted strengthening of the corona was fought with QE upsizing once rates had reached close to the lower bound. So a reverse dynamic cannot be totally ignored. Both these central banks, in my view, expect some strengthening in their currency over the current coming quarters and is uh, clearly baked into their rate forecast as well. This brings me to your other question uh, of my views on these banks for next week. I have high conviction that both the central banks will raise policy rates by 25 basis points at their September meetings, which is next week. Or we can also say that a hike next week is pretty much a done deal. It is fully priced in, and the central banks haven't communicated any other way, and therefore unlikely 
to deliver any surprise on that front to the market. The focus will essentially be on the policy rate path and what they intend to do over the next quarter or so. For both the central banks, it is a meeting where we get upgraded forecast for both Norway and Sweden. I think this hike will be the final hike in the current cycle, even though both of them will retain a tightening bias. The higher for longer theme um, will entrench in, into their forecast as well, although both the central banks have only indicated uh, rate cuts, um, uh, indicated rate cuts to come only towards the end of their forecast horizon. So in some sense, they're already calling for, uh, for higher for longer in their forecast, but it might show up even more strongly uh, in the rhetoric or the statements this time around. Inflation has overall, broad, uh, overall broadly followed the central bank's own forecast and thus should deter from further aggressive posturing from them in, an, in a hawkish direction. So to summarize, one more hike uh, and then done and stay on hold for about nine months in our view. We expect both these banks to start a slow cutting cycle and move towards more neutral level of rates starting uh, towards the end of second quarter next year or very early uh, third quarter next year. And how would you trade these views? Any strong recommendations on these markets? Yes, of course. Uh, our high conviction view is that uh, end of hiking cycle is almost upon us, and thus end cycle dynamics should start to unfold, uh, although the higher for longer uh, is likely to linger on for a while. So we position for lower rates further out the curve, targeting the 2025 sector via greens in both Stibor and Nibor, uh, and we are long uh, these, uh, these particular sectors. While market is pricing some easing over this region uh, in, in the time frame, but we believe that it is too less. And when the market transitions from on hold to easing cycle, then it's likely to be very quick. Or when, um, or as I mentioned, you know, inflation in Sweden is expected to decline sharply over the coming months as base effects uh, kick in and should act as a catalyst for lower rates going forward. In Norway, um, inflation is expected to come down at a relatively lower pace than Sweden, but that shouldn't uh, impact um, the, the lower rates given the second mandate of Norge's Bank of Financial Stability. So they are more concerned about housing sector there. So we remain convinced on, on longer, long duration positions there. Um, other, other trades in Sweden, we also believe that the cyber money market curve should outperform your eyeboard money market. I mean, if we compare GDP, uh, Sweden, which is already in a recession, is expected to continue to underperform versus euro area in our view over the coming few quarters. Also inflation in Sweden is expected to fall more rapidly over the next year relative to the euro area and should further support this outperformance. Um, further out in Sweden, we have traded tactically on 10-year soft spreads with a preference to sell spreads when it has been closer to 60 basis point. Now given the recent tightening, which was likely driven by summer seasonality and or our pickup in pace of QT from September, we have taken profit in our soft trade narrower, but would consider re-entering this trade if spreads retrace back higher towards the 60 level or higher. Um, in Norway, we also like, in addition to long in, uh, in, in greens, we also like money market curve flatness, which has steepened significantly recently. In an environment where the Norges Bank indicates end of hiking cycle, which will be bullish uh, outcome, outcome, then rates should rally. In a scenario where they still indicate a high probability of further hike after the September, after the September hike, we believe that the front end of the money market curve should price a lot more hikes or relatively more hikes than currently priced in 
uh, as their pricing, uh, which is close to flat beyond the September meeting. This dynamic should also support some flattening of money market curves. Now, specifically, we recommend some micro, you know, March 24th, sub 25, um, uh, and knocky for upper flatness to trade this view. But so to conclude, if I can drill down a bit further, how do you think the ECB decision this week might impact the risk bank and not just bank and your views for, for this market? Matteo, for the September meetings, I don't think it matters whether the ECB raises rates later this week or stays on hold. As I said previously, for both these banks, a hike next week is pretty much a done deal, and a, and a bar to shift away from this is very, very high in my view. Beyond that, uh, yes, uh, ECB's delivery could have some impact on Norges and Rick's bank's reaction function, uh, especially uh, looking at the currency channels. For the ECB, just to recap, we expect them to deliver a hawkish pause this week. That is, no hike this week, but keep a tightening bias. I think um, so. The risk is really for a for a uh, hawkish uh, delivery from the ECB. I think the central and the central bank should react more aggressively only if the ECB delivers a, a hawkish tightening, like I just said, uh, which we define as raising rates uh, this week already, and also indicating a very decent probability of further rate hikes at the next few meetings. This could lead to some um, lead to both Norges Bank and Rix Bank showing relatively higher probability of further hikes later this year. Um, but they still will be remaining concerned about the impact uh, of the transmission, faster transmission and impact on housing markets um, if, they, if they continue to show much higher terminal rate. So to sum it up, while no immediate impact from the ECB's decision for September delivery, short-term policy rate trajectory forecast can be impacted uh, based on ECB, especially if the ECB delivers a, a hawkish um, uh, rhetoric this week. Welcome, Gendra. Thanks for the useful insights, and I believe it might be a good moment to end our episode. To all our listeners, stay tuned for more updates on the fixed income space here at any rate, GP Morgan Global Research Podcast Series. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please read the JP Morgan Research Report related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. Copyright 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Co. All rights reserved. This episode was recorded on September 12, 2023.